All right, don't forget the hand movements. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the summer sun. I love the trees and forest. I'm always having fun. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the clear blue sky. And with the grace of God, I'll camp until I die. The girls who cried be horror. Well, 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 well. Hello, creeps. Welcome back. Uh, as if we really went anywhere. But welcome to the opener episode of season fucking three of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. I, as always, am Anya. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. I can't believe that we're still doing this. <laughs> I'm so delighted that we're still doing this, that I've roped you in this far along. I feel so much more comfortable now than I did season one. So, I mean, I'm loving it. I'm having a great yeah. time. And you know what's something I realized? Well, first and foremost, let's say, if you haven't figured it out by now, our movie um, for the opener of season three, like the opener of season two and season one, is a sleepaway camp film. It is Sleepaway Camp 3 colon Teenage Wasteland. Um, something I realized, which I didn't think – I thought we had done it starting in the beginning of season two, but I guess it didn't come to later season two. This will be the first Sleepaway Camp movie we're doing that we have original OG questions for the Q and Slay for, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. Um, yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that last night or two nights ago when I watched this with Greg because I was like, what was my original question That's for what two? I too. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I ex- like explicitly remember talking about if we would survive and me being like, bitch, I code switch. Angela would love me. She would not clock that I was crazy yes. and she would be my I, friend. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you guys can always bet on a Stephen opener going to be a sleepaway camp film until, <laughs> always. until the, until the day we die. Yeah. They better keep making them. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't really know that there's much more to say because I mean, this was my first time watching sleepaway camp three, which I feel like if you've listened to the other sleepaway camp episodes, shouldn't be a shocker because I think I even said in the first Sleepaway Camp one that I had never watched the other ones, and then it wasn't until we did two that I watched two. Yeah. So this was my first time watching three, but I know for you it was not your first time watching the third one. Yeah, I watched the third one. I watched, I think, the second and third ones directly after we did the first episode because I have the box set that I talk about fucking every time we record an episode of these because I'm like, <laughs> I got that special edition box set. Because <laughs> I think literally only like 200 of them are were ever made, so I feel really special. Mm-hmm. Um but I watched both of them, and I had such a fun time, and so I've seen this twice. Um, I don't think I – I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it as much this time around because I still really have a lot of fun with it, but I think I noticed a lot more of its flaws on this watch yeah. because I think last time I was just, like, in the fucking high of being like, oh, my God, these movies are so insane. I love Angela. I love all of this. Yeah. But now I can kind of look at it a little bit more critically and be like, but – there's not really any plot and half her kills are literally with a stick. So, <laughs> you know, but. I think the thing, yeah. Cause I think about, because I, I feel like I speak for both of us. We really love sleepaway camp, the original. Oh um, yeah. Definitely can recognize, I guess at least what well, the outright glaring issue with it. Um, mm-hmm. But then, so then I, you know, sleepaway camp, not that sleepaway camp one is this like, you know, pillar of incredible horror films, but like there was that sense of like, well, I don't need to watch the other ones. Like, cause they're probably, I mean, this one is already teetering on like not being a, an incredible movie. 
And then we watched Sleepaway Camp 2. I was like, oh my god, wait a minute. This is so silly and goofy and fun. And yes, it's like definitely dumber than the first one, but like, I don't care. And I think the way that I, when I was watching 3, which when I get into the fun facts makes very much sense, um, it feels like straight through continuation from 2. So I think, yeah, if you were like marathoning these and you did 2 directly right into 3, it's very easy for that to wash right into it. And you're like, I think you'd still recognize that 2 is more fun than 3, but like still be like, I'm still having a rip-roaring time. Whereas like the way I watched it, obviously, like my first time, months pretty much a year apart um and like having the 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 feelings of like oh and two is so fun then going into this and being like okay and I don't want to say I had a bad time because I didn't yeah I mean I think it's just I think part of it is that like the original is iconic in a lot of ways and I do think that what they were going for when they made it was to make like a scary slasher with a shock ending which I don't think it's a scary film, but I mean, I think yeah, they succeeded, especially in the 80s, of like what they were trying to succeed in. Um, and obviously you get, you know, the iconic 80s uh, crop tops and short shorts, and I love all of that. But then I think the switch to two, pardon the pun, is just so fucking campy that yes. it's such a change from the first film that does kind of like, in a way, take itself seriously. Um I don't know if I want to say it takes itself seriously, but it definitely does more than two does. And so... Because, well, one is not... One is, like, has become camp in many ways. Yes. Once again, using the yes. word camp when we talk about Sleepaway Camp is going to be funny sounding, but it's unintentional. Yes. Like, you're saying, like, yes, you watch it and you're not, like, oh, quivering, but, like, it's clear the intent is to be, like, deranged and scary and a slasher. Yeah, like, Whereas whodunit. Two, yeah, and then two, I mean, at that point, yeah, the whodunit is gone, we know. They're very much like, it's this bitch. Um, and then two, yeah, and, like, doing a lot of gimmicky shit, like, referencing a lot of other horror movies, like, overtly. Like, it's very much leaning into that, like, 80s, like, camp, self like, can't speak, self-referential type shit almost to a degree. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, it is definitely, like, tonally in ways different than yeah I think one. that's why two works so well for me because it is such a big jump from what one is so it's yeah. like fresh it's exciting it's funny it's weird it's a whole new take on Angela because I mean the first film Angela is just this quiet reserved girl who is having like you know a very bad time at camp where she's just like sad and you feel bad for her whereas you know in two Angela is this like goody two-shoes moral fucking I'm better than everybody but she's also still really funny and, and like weird and you root for her because she is so fucking over the top and three I think I know I know what you're going to talk about in terms of like two and three because I think I brought it up in the last episode and I think that because of that a lot of it kind of feels like it's just treading the same water of you know, oh, well, we're just going to do Angela at camp again and she's going to kill more teens who are, like, fornicating and doing drugs and being bad in all these ways. And it just doesn't feel like there's anything really new or fresh that they're doing with this one. So I think, you know, I still enjoy parts of it and I am still will probably watch it many more times in my life, but I, it definitely is lacking what 2 has because it is kind of just, like, the same thing but less interesting. Yeah, I was definitely, the word I was thinking of, and it will sound very insulting, and I don't overtly mean it that way, is, but, like, it feels very tired. Like, in the sense of exactly what you're saying, where it's retreading a lot of the same shit, and, which already, it's like, we've seen it, we just saw it in the last one, and on top of that, like, not, and it feels, but, like, doing the same shit again with 
incredibly like less effort yeah. and like even like Angela like she's like wearing like a ratty ass wig in this one because she's oh like, God, posing so as bad. someone else and she just looks like which is funny because in the movie they keep saying she's like you look so much older blah blah meanwhile like all the people that are playing like you know campers all look like they're in their fucking 30s or shit so it's just like one of those funny things you're like you all at the same age but that being said like yeah she looks like like almost like haggard and like just kind of like oh, doing this shit again where then you're at the point where you're like yeah, like, why are you here? Because first one, we know why she's at the camp. She's pretty much forced to go. Second one, she's clearly had this whole re- reformation of her life in some degree. And now she loves camp and has been, like, this, like, incredible counselor. And then she snaps and starts killing people. And now this one is just, like, she's not a counselor now because she's on the run, in theory, because they know she's a murderer. Um, so she's a camper again. But then it's, like, you would think, like, oh, she's coming back. It's, like, to kill the remainder of the people. But it's, like, no, whole new crop of people. And she's just kind of, like... I want to try again. <laughs> like, I want to try to be a camper again. You're just like, okay. Yeah, but, like, I feel like she went into this camp situation fully with the intent of just murdering everybody that's there. It's not like anything set her off. I feel like she was just went and was like, anytime there's an opportunity, I'm going to kill people. That's what's a little, not, I wouldn't say confusing because I don't think there's enough, once again, not to sound insulting, but enough brain power going into this for it to be, like, confusing in any way but it is just like there I think there was a moment where she had a comment where it might have been right after she killed some the first person at camp or whatever where she was like oh it's like just like last or like something like that where it was along those lines where it's like oh it's just like last time or it's like not turning out any better than last time which to me then I was like oh so it isn't just like you have like fully I mean you have fully snapped but it isn't supposed to be playing I guess totally like you fully snapped and just come back out of bloodlust it's just like I'm gonna give us another go and if I have to kill people I have to kill people but yeah it very much plays like you're saying that's like a throwaway line almost because yeah it is just like literally systematically the movie is her like moving through the groups and one by one just like killing them like minute like this movie is not long it's what like fucking like almost like 80 minutes or some shit yeah um so it's literally just, like, moving to person to person, killing them quickly and moving on. Um, but, yeah, so I guess to move off of that and to get into some behind-the-scenes stuff before we get into the meat of the movie, um, I will say first and foremost, um, we had it so good last time with our, our season two closer of Python with the fun facts because of me finding that motherfucking director's website. Oh, yeah. It was a fucking... The way that I thought I was going to have the worst defeat of my life, and it was such a win. That being said, Sleepaway Camp 3 kind of, like, came back around to feeling like a little bit of a defeat when it comes to the fun facts. I will say because, um, going off the first fun fact that I will give you, which is that, um, as you pretty much already know, but for our audience, um, Sleepaway Camp uh, 2 Unhappy Campers, which was the second film in the series, the one we did as season 2's opener, um was filmed back-to-back. Like, they filmed that one and then immediately filmed um, Sleepaway Camp 3 um, over a six-week period. So that's why they used the same set. So if you have seen Sleepaway Camp 2, like, it's the same exact places Could you imagine like that. being a crew on a film that did two films in six weeks? That sounds exhausting. Well, hold on. Let me look at this. Um, oh, yeah. I was like, make sure I read that right. Yeah. No, That's yes, insane. I- that's um, so fast. Be, well, it's even one of those things where it's just like, even if it was like six weeks per film, imagine then even still, like, okay, 12 weeks, and you're not going home. You're right. staying at this fucking YMCA youth camp in Georgia. Like, <laughs> God, that's no, where they shot you. it. Yeah, Ugh, literally. That's um, horrible. But um, because of the fact that, going off of that fun fact, 
that they were filmed so close together. A lot of the fun facts I think that we pulled for two were pretty much the same. The and a plethora of the other ones I found were literally just like boring shit. That's like fine. this was this random actor's first film. Or the ones that I got a lot where I was like, I don't care. I'm not fucking writing this shit down. Was like it was like continuous shit over and over again of like insert one of the male actors here they were so disappointed that like they couldn't be on set for the topless scenes and they had to wait for the dailies that's disgusting and they kept saying that apparently like the girls in this film that like did the topless stuff kept up supposedly and i not that i don't believe it but like were on set being like yeah like i don't care if they stay on the set and look like i feel okay with my body like blah blah which holly lou bless you know good for them doesn't make the boys any fucking less creepy. Like, get a fucking life. Like, and I hate the shit where it's like, well, look, boys, they have hormones. It's like, so do girls. I, I've, if I've proven anything on this podcast, it's that I'm a raging fucking hormone monster all sure. the fucking time. And I am a lady. So I at least keep it into the confines of this fucking podcast. I don't go out in these streets or these well, film just, sets. It's just lecherous. Like, why do we need to have these fucking men like ogling them on set they're working leave me alone why are you sexualizing me further the way that it's just like any any man seeing any woman it's just like i'm in caveman it's like they've never seen tits before they're like oh my god tits are so fucking easily accessible to see like quite literally if you want to see tits like it's a google search away my guy Mm -hmm. like enough but so there's a lot of that and i was like i don't care about that so (laughs) this might be a brief uh fun fact section but going off the um, whole thing where they uh, shot it back to back with two, um, during the filming of two was when they were writing the script um, for three because they were like, oh my God, like this is like going so well. Like we should do it with our blah, 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 blah. Um, they only had one weekend of pre-production. So not even week, one weekend of pre-production for three. That's how quickly they got into that Insane. shit. Um, and then the director, Michael A. Sullivan, admitted later, um, which – I think it's kind of an obvious, you know, admittance, is that Sleepaway Camp 2 ended up being a better film because yeah. Sleepaway Camp 3 was such a rushed production where it's like, yeah, you wrote the script for Sleepaway Camp 3 on set of Sleepaway Camp 2, one weekend of pre-production, and then three weeks to shoot it, or possibly less. I don't know if those times were divided right. evenly between the two films. Um, so it's just like, yeah, King, you really you really figured it out there. Like, obviously Sleepaway Camp 2 is better than Sleepaway Camp 3. I'm sorry. But you know what? I'm going to say it. Sleepaway Camp 3 is still better than some shit that gets, like, months of production, in my opinion, because I have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It's definitely better than some of the shit that I've sat through that's, like, a full studio film. I won't drop names, mainly because there's honestly too many. Um, But, yeah. All that being said, it's like, this all makes sense, but I'm like, well, then it's excusable. Like, it, it tracks for the information that I have. Some of these other films that are apparently, like, doing, like, more time in production or and or more money or more like well planned and the shit you turn out you guys it's giving embarrassing like mm-hmm. stop um so the girl the actress that plays uh marcia who's kind of like our like heroine of this film like you know mm-hmm. the good girl that will oppose angela in the end uh played by tracy griffith who's the younger sister of melanie griffith yes um had originally auditioned to be angela in sleepaway camp 2 unhappy camper grown-up angela um but michael himself and the director thought she was too cute for the role um okay. and but he liked her a lot so he ended up casting her as marcia for the third film which any other time would feel, like, I guess weird timeline-wise because she's auditioning for two and then, like, 
being cast for something that's not going to be until three. But mm-hmm. obviously, as we know, they filmed them right back to back. So my question would be like, I guess not. Because I was going to ask, like, then was she there for the filming of two and just hung around until three? Probably but not. no. Well, because in my head, I was having a dumbass moment where I was like, she didn't show up to set to audition for Angela. Like, that was casting that happened pre them getting to the location. So it is just one of those things, though, that there was that, I feel like that weird overlay of like, like it is like summer camp. Like, you're staying right. there, and some people, I guess, like, go home halfway through because they're done. And then, like, Angela stays the whole time, crew stays the whole time, and then let's bring in the new crop of fucking campers. Um, but, yeah, I do think it was a good choice. Uh, I will I mean, also say, not to be that guy, but I'm pretty sure her name is Marsha. Marsha. Bitch, <laughs> what do you mean be that guy? Like, you know I can't pronounce shit. <laughs> I was like, Marcia, that's a really nice name. And then I was the like, is, like, I think she's just mispronouncing Marsha. moron. <laughs> The thing is, I'm so dumb, it is not even funny. I could be wrong. I don't really remember her name. No, but... girl, you're not wrong. It's not fucking Marcia. I can t- <laughs> Incredible. It's absolutely not Marcia. And you want to know how dumb I am? It's not even like I said it, and then I was like, fuck, it's not Marcia. I didn't even realize. I just kept going. Like, I was just sitting here happened. like, hmm, I don't know about that one. Yeah, you, you, I should not be allowed to read anybody's fucking name on this podcast. Marcia. Fucking Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Um, Incredible. Yeah, because there's also a character named Jan, isn't there? It's like, yeah, all well, the characters are named after, like, the Brady Bunch and, like, West Side Story. Because it's, like, Tony and Maria. It, it, literally, that was yeah. the next one, is that they're all yeah. named after characters from West Side Story or the Brady kids. Greg, Marcia, I said Marcia again, girl. <laughs> Mother of fucking God. I need to be... Taking off his mic. That's incredible. It's actually yeah. so embarrassing, but like, thank That's God I have it. huge tits. Thank God I have huge tits, and I'm this dumb because I can at least be a bimbo at that point. I'm. Uh, see, these fun facts really—they came together in the end. They—they they bring out the best in me always. Um, good Christ. As I was saying, the Brady kids, Greg, Marsha, oh, Greg, Peter, Jan, Bobby, and Cindy are names of the characters in the film, and then it's literally all of them. Yes. That's, that's so fucking says. lazy. They were absolutely just like binging the Brady Bunch on set at the end of the day and they were like, fuck it, let's just put these names in there. Well, that's what's so weird because we talked about, and I thought it was a really fun thing in the in Sibley Camp 2, um, which you had brought up where it was like all the characters are named after members of the 80s Brat Pack, yes. which plays into kind of what goes on in the movie, which it's a lot of like self-referential like 80s shit in the movie. Yes, a lot of it being horror stuff, but even that, like, Oh, okay, yeah, that plays into whatever this goofy bit we're doing for the whole thing is. Where here, it's like, when I read that fact, I was, like, truly trying to analyze shit that was not even there to analyze. I was like, so what is the greater meaning in, like, the West Side Story and Brady <laughs> well, Bunch? And it's like, there isn't one? I feel like the West Side Story is the whole thing about, like, the the rivals and, like... You know what, that's fair. That yeah. one is, that one I see. And I feel like the Brady Bunch is, like two families coming together to make one family because like the whole concept of this film is them trying to like bring together people who are like from different socioeconomical like classes and try to find common ground so I feel like that's what they're going for it just is like a huge fucking reach yeah I mean it is um yeah so now we get into the last three that I have which I felt were the more interesting if I'm really you know stretching the meaning of that um so the script originally contained more elaborate 
I can't speak, more elaborate deaths for the characters, mm-hmm. um, which this, I mean, we talked about it at Sleepaway Camp too. There's like some deaths where it's like, I'm going to hit you in the head with a log and you're fucking dead. Oh yeah. Like the, this happens here just a like, lot. It happens a lot here. A lot of stick it's deaths. It's so funny. Lots of stick deaths. Oh. Um, but so it was interesting to hear this. Um, but yeah, they had more elaborate deaths for the characters, um, but it had to be changed for budget reasons, which I don't think, once again, going back to the original fact of like shooting it back to back, I'm sure they didn't have a lot of time to get more money and this, that, the other thing. Um, so yeah, they didn't, I'm sure they were using whatever they had the fuck left from, you know, two for like gore and elaborate shit like that. Um, so it says here that Herman was going to die by having a flaming poker shoved into his crotch. Um, while Angela pro- proclaims, quote, a weenie roast. Um, <laughs> right? It's fun. Why did um, they do that? I know. Come on. And then uh, Tawny and her entire news team were supposed to die in a fiery explosion after Angela cuts the brakes to their van. Okay. Um, that, but, that makes sense budget-wise. That's a huge Yes, expense. an explosion. But, the, yeah, the weenie roast, it's like, come on, guys. You could have done that so easily. Come on. But we can't win them all. Um, and then another thing, because of budget restrictions, was there was originally supposed to be a dog in the film. Uh, I will tell you right now, it was not supposed to die. Oh, then I it wish it was going to live to the end. I know. It was going to be Marcia, our good girl's dog. Um, <laughs> Marcia. Mar- fuck! <laughs> just call her that now. No, that's just her name no. now. No, it's her name. I'm not going to call her anything but Marcia. The <laughs> this is, you guys, okay, I can't. You guys are seeing, not, I almost said seeing me. You guys are hearing me fucking unravel in real time. You guys need oh. to know, the only context I can give you right now is that I stress-induced my period today. So I'm on a fucking, like, I'm a, on a high wire She's right also now. wearing a really big t-shirt that I bought her for Christmas that is just covered with photos of Tutter from, uh, was it Bear in the Big Blue House? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> so that is the psychological state that I'm in. I'm, I'm one Marcia away from cracking. Oh, um, <laughs> good Christ. Okay. In the original script, before budget restrictions, Marsha had brought her pet dog with her to the camp. And then the end of the movie, when Marsha runs out of the cabin and, like, attacks Angela one last time, it was originally going to be her dog running out of the cabin and mauling Angela. Yeah, good boy. Yes, giving us some Nanook from the Lost Boy shit. Um, and then in the police car at the end... When Marsha is with Tony, and it's she has the whole reveal, like, I have a boyfriend, but you can come visit me. Originally, instead of her saying, like, you can come visit me, though, she was like, you can keep the dog, though. No, which, fuck that. I know. Which, like, why would you just give up your pet dog that apparently you're so attached to, you have to bring it all the way to fucking summer camp? And it just saved you. your life, and you're just going to fucking give it away? Unbelievable. Dumb as hell. And then my last fact, which just was so fucking stupid to me, that I was like, um, sure. Um... The actor, uh, Haynes Brook, who plays Bobby Stark, who's one of the, like, I guess upper class kids at the camp, the one that, like, tries to sleep with Angela, um, he, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't now, because I don't think his commercials are on anymore, um, but at one point he was currently starring, at one point currently starring, (laughs) girl, I'm on my fucking last limb here, he at one point starred as the son in the Jimmy Dean breakfast commercials. Good for him. Which, in my head, I was just picturing the son from Teletubbies, which I know it's not the same thing. Like, the baby son. Um, but, yeah. I thought I should share. And th- that's where the fun facts end. And, you know what? I'm not saying fucking Marsha anymore this episode. Amazing. 
Um, well, I hope you do because that's her name. And yeah, her name it. is Marcia. It's not fucking Marcia. Yes. Like my dumb ass keeps saying. Like, ask, ask me this, bitch. Have I ever met or even heard of someone named Marcia before? Probably no. Not. So why the fuck would my brain just come up with that? You know what? So phonetically, the way it's spelled, I get it. I should it, just start calling her Marquia at this point. Fucking that, dumb ass behavior. Yeah. I mean, we can keep changing it as the episode goes if that's yeah. what you want. Um, Lord have mercy. I guess I should give a brief synopsis for anyone who does not want to watch the film, which is silly. You should just watch it. Yes, and obviously I gave some spoilers in the fun facts, but we should say that, you know, I don't think you guys give enough of a fuck, but, you know, if you're now like, let me watch, which you should be saying, it's available to stream on Tubi. Yes, or if you're like me and 199 other cool people, you have a fun box set. Um, I was like, where is she going with this? Um, should have known. So, I mean, Sleepaway Camp 3, uh, Teenage Wasteland, it does not have a particularly complex plot. Um... It starts off with this random-ass girl who clearly has a bad family life, and she is on her way to camp. She is stoked to get the fuck out of her house. And unfortunately, on her way to meet up with whoever was picking her up for camp, she is just, like, fully run down in the middle of the day on the New York streets by a garbage truck that nobody else happens to see this happen. And she is murdered in daylight by none other than our queen Angela Baker who then immediately steals her identity and goes to camp. Now the campground that we are at is the same campground from the previous film but it is under new management. New people have purchased it. They you know, gave it a new name. They, I don't think they really did any renovations but they you know, did a few changes here and there and are kind of trying to conceal the murders so that their new campers do not freak out. Um, and the premise of their camp situation, I don't really understand what they intended on getting from it, but it's six people, six teens from upper class society, very well off. I'm pretty sure they're all white. Um, mm. And, you know. Oh, I think one of them, I think one was a black guy. He had like a. a yes, a, you're right. You're a, right. You're right. There was one black on, guy. Yes. Um, but they're all, you know, very fucking hoity-toity, and then there are six people who are mostly minorities uh, from, you know, lower-class households, maybe a little bit, like, worse off. Some of them are in gangs. They, like, make a whole fucking point of it. And the purpose of this social experiment is to bring together people from different walks of life to see if a weekend or however long they're supposed to be at this camp together will be able to let them see each other's perspectives and trust each other and kind of develop, you know insights on other people's lives that's my guess as to like what they're they were hoping to accomplish um but unfortunately it is run by two absolute fucking morons lily who is just a lazy dumb old woman and her pervert husband herman who is so fucking gross but i also love him because he's so fucking weird and he just does this one thing over and over again where he like shows everyone his like playboy bunny belt and, like, smirks, like, really creepy. It's so weird and off-putting and just – and he's an Academy Award-nominated actor, by the way. Just want to throw that out there for you. He was in Bonnie and Clyde. Um, and the – yeah, there is a third counselor who is a cop who conveniently happened to be the father of one of the men that Angela killed in the previous film. So he is – simultaneously there to, I would assume, protect these new campers, but also maybe hope that 
deep down Angela shows up so he can get his revenge. Um, and they get separated into three groups where they go into the woods for the weekend. And one by one, Angela just I, kills we will pretty much all after. of them until we have our final people at the end. And there's really no plot. It's literally just her going from person to person, finding some reason to kill them. I mean, it's not like it's hard. These people are, are like racist as fuck like sexist classist every every bad thing and then you know the lower class people also have they're they're not as bad as the upper class people in my opinion because like that one girl that one girl so racist um but yeah none of them are great and she just goes on her little murder spree that's that's the film wow yeah you really took us on a journey there well you know it's not really a lot to unpack, but I have a lot of opinions, so I can talk. Um, let's see. Well, I think one thing I want to start by saying, because you had brought it up, obviously, is that, like, it feels plotless, which, like, yes, I agree. And kind of going off that, like, something that I noticed, which felt weird, especially when you're talking about the fact that, like, supposedly they still had access to, like, the same camp right. and were shooting the same place. You would have thought, if you didn't know any better, that, like, they didn't, and that this had been filmed sometime later, and they, like, weren't really supposed to be on the property, so they couldn't really use it, because it feels like they are, they're outside for most of it, which, okay, fine, they're at a summer camp, you're outside, but, like, to a degree where it's, like, almost like you would think they're not allowed in the fucking spaces. Like, the only time they go inside is, like, a very brief scene when they're in, like, the girls' cabin, and they find, like, graffiti about, like, Angela, and then, like, other than that, there's, like, oh, the scene when, like, Angela goes back to, like, gets sent back into camp to go to, like, the kitchen to get some shit out of, like, the fucking, like, cabinets mm -hmm. or some shit. And she has a flashback moment. Um, but other than that, it's, like, they're immediately, like, all right, we're going to the woods, we're gonna camp out for three days, and we're gonna separate into these groups, and you're just, like, okay. And it's just, and I think that adds to the whole, like, factor of, like, not good deaths, and it just, so it ends up being a lot of, like, Guess I gotta beat this seventh person in a row with a fucking barely big stick, like, until they drop to the ground. Like, it, it was, like, a weird vibe to me that it was, like, why I get being outside, and, you know, I'm pretty sure I said it during Sleepaway Camp too that I always love, especially in a slasher, when, like, you really use the premise slash the setting to your advantage. Like, if you're having a slasher, like set at a summer camp give me summer camp related deaths like I don't want you know just knives in the chest I don't want some crazy shit like everyone's getting shot in the head like that has nothing to do with summer camp for me like give me someone getting killed with a fishing pole someone pushed into the bonfire like shit like that which I feel like sleepaway camp 2 and even sleepaway camp 1 delivered on where this one was just like it's just being outside so it was just like a lot of as I said, stick deaths. Yeah, I, I didn't even th really think about that when I was watching it, but you're so right that, like, they do not utilize the actual, like, space that the camp has of, like, the buildings, the cabins, the lake, or whatever there is, because they are just in the woods for 90% of the film, and then the times that they are at the actual camp, I think there's one scene where they're in the cabins, there's a couple scenes where they're, like, behind the fucking kitchen and, like, the backwoods where they bur bury the fucking trash, so, yeah, they really don't utilize that well. Even though they don't utilize the space as well as 1 and 2, I do think that, like, at least in its defense, all of the weapons 
that are used, even the ones that, like, you know, there's a gun at one point, which, you know, obviously has nothing to do with summer camp. But, like, for the most part, like, Angela does not go to camp with anything on her. She finds everything in her surroundings. She finds poison. She finds sticks. She finds firecrackers and a lawnmower. And, like, she is just using the space that she has. I just think that they could have gone further with it. But I, I do think they still tried to, like, keep it consistent with yeah. camp life. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that all of it was anything like I was presenting, like, oh, all stabbings or, like, all fucking. It was more no, all, as I said a million times now, stick deaths, which, like, sure, it's, like, silly and funny, but it it's was just, like, so many people being hit with a stick. And I was just like, girl. Well, I think only two people actually die from stick. There's people die from stick, but then, like, she knocks somebody out with a stick at one point, and... But then and she also the, sets him on the fire. specific scene when she kills two people with a stick goes on for so much longer than it needs to. And you're just like, right, okay. Yeah, at least I would say at least with Herman's death with the stick, she's beating him with it. And then she like sticks it like in yes. his head through his mouth. So like that one's fine. But the, the girl, she literally just like whacks on the head. And I'm like, mm. Angela looks puny. She, she looks puny and that fucking stick is not that me. big. It literally is not that big. Um, but no. because let's, you brought up Herman, let's talk about fucking Herman, because you are absolutely right in saying that, like, he is Shall gross we, as fuck, because it's just, like, so random feeling, because they introduce you, right, to these, this, it, it's the so turn stupid. it was taking, I was just like, what are we doing? Because they introduce <sighs> you to this old couple, and you're like, okay, like, this is that, oh, I, I, I can't speak, literally, what was that? Um, Marcia, 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 um, but... You introduce this old couple, and they're kind of giving, like, dopey fucking idiot vibes, which they are, but to a degree where you're like, oh, but, like, they're, like, the cheery old, like, dumbass, you know, old white people that are like, we're doing good for the youths, where then he is talking to the camera first, because there's a news crew there to interview them, and then immediately his wife goes to talk, and he's, like, immediately, like, mocking her behind her back, where you're like, okay, like, so he, like, does, so then then there was a moment where I was like, wait, are they, like, not married, and are they just, like partners in this like ownership of the camp and then especially because then he leans into what's his fucking name from sleepaway camp one being the old fuck that wants to like sleep with the young counselor slash campers um that he's like immediately like making eyes lewd gestures toward this one i think she's one of the like upper class campers um to a, a degree where you're like okay so they know each other pre this like, it's one of the things, once again, where, like, in Sleepaway Camp 1 when that happens, gross still, whatever, but, like, it's with one of the counselors that you can assume has, like, been coming to this camp for some time and has, like, had this thing going on with him for a moment, where, like, as far as we're made to believe, they literally tell us that, like, literally last year is when Sleepaway Camp 2 murders had happened, so they just reopened this camp, so that none of these people have met before, like, none of them. So, like, why, like, from moment one, are they interacting with each other, like, oh, we have this, like, setup thing, like, we're gonna get it on later, is so bizarre to me. And, I mean, it doesn't help that, like, she is a beautiful young woman with big old titties, and he is so fucking weird and gross and creepy, and she's so into it. There's no reason. There's zero reason for her to be interested in him. If she was horny, there were a ton of guys her age. There was also a hot-ass cop. Why would she go for this fucking creepy guy? It doesn't make any sense. It's just like, 
No. It does, well, first of all, you brought up titties. I have to say. All the titties in this film, I've definitely said this, I feel like, to a degree in other films before, immaculate. Immaculate titty game in this fucking film. Everyone's tits look perfect. I mean, I think you only see, like, two tits. You see tits at the beginning with a fucking tattoo that says milkshake, which I thought was funny. Um, I know. But I, like, I did make one comment to Greg, and I, I really don't want this to come across as if I am shaming, because ugh, I would never. But to me, the titties look like they are implants, which is completely fine. But to me, that's what they look like. And I was like, you're trying to tell me that these people are fucking a low class. Because one of the girls in there was like one of the lower class people. And I was like, and she got these big old titty implants? Mm, I don't believe you, but it's they look good. Where it's like, we obviously won't know if they're implants. And I think it's not insulting because it's like, because there was one where I thought the same thing too. But I think it's because it's like, they're so perfect. So if they're not implants, God fucking bless y'all. Oh yeah, like, they were like you a draw. Are God's favorite. Yeah, yeah. They were perfect. Yeah, insanely perfect. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I love titties. Um, yeah, love titties so much. Um, literally lost my train of thought. Oh, but yeah, Herman fucking gross. But what I was gonna say, and once again, it's gross in Sleepaway Camp One. But here's the fucking argument that I will make. Is like you were saying, there's no reason for her to be into fucking Herman in this. You're absolutely right because at least what's his name, and I'm sorry it's been a minute and I'm not looking at fucking, you know, an IMDb. I can't remember these fucking characters' names from Sleepaway Camp 1. But. You don't the, even know the characters in this movie. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, <sighs> I'm never gonna know peace. Anyways, in Sleepaway Camp 1, the guy that's like the, the owner of the camp that's sleeping with the younger counselor, he, at very least, and this is a stretch, but, you know, let's go with it, has so much more of, like, uh, more than Herman, at least, a distinguished, like, feeling of him. Like, he he isn't walking around like a jackass. Like, Herman from moment one is just like, <laughs> look at my play, like, just a oh, kind yeah. of, like, gross guy. Like, he's giving very much the energy of, like, the trucker from Thelma and Louise who keeps harassing them on the road and is like, <laughs> like, you suck my dick, suck my dick, like, that yeah. energy. Where it's just like, yeah, why would anyone ever be attracted to that? Whereas at least in fucking Sleepaway Camp 1, he's like, I'm the older, distinguished owner of the camp. Even though yeah. I still don't find him attractive, well, I feel like also, you can, you know, imagine. I feel like in Sleepaway Camp 1, like you said, there's probably more of an established relationship because she has more of a power position and she's probably been doing it for years and probably knows him. But I feel yes. like she also probably, like, maybe has something to, like, gain from that relationship because, like he runs the camp or he's like what the fuck is this girl gonna gain from this little dope run around that Literally. you just met what are you what are you getting from this you don't want to be here nobody none of these people want to be at the camp it's such a weird overall just like concept. and he, he was using like pet names with her when he they was like, he's calling her like sweetheart or sweet pea sweet pea he called her sweet pea and then he referred to because there's a scene where they're like go fishing and she doesn't want to fish and she like throws a tantrum and so he like goes and he's like sweet pea sweet like for a whole minute it goes on, I feel like. I was like, enough. And then he refers to himself as daddy. Oh, I know. Which are already like, <laughs> get it out of here. But it's just like one of those things where it's like, once again, not to say that like if you're having a one night stand and y'all are into that shit, you can't call each other fucking names if it gets you going. But like, it was just in a way where I was like, it feels like something else was happening pre them just getting to this camp that we, we one, did not see, which I'm not asking to see it, I don't want to see it, but more so that doesn't actually exist. Like, there would be no timeline where it would make sense that something else would have been able to happen. Um, but what makes Herman even, on top of all this other creepy-ass shit, a creep, is that 
He is, in fact, married to Lily, the female counselor, and is overtly running around behind her back. And, like, he doesn't even seem to be trying to hide it because he then he's, like, having sex with this girl in the tent in broad daylight. And when Angela catches them, like, they're not, like, he's not, like, oh, my God, like, blah, blah. It's kind of almost this, like, tee-hee-ha-ha moment because, like, what's her name? It's like, someone's watching or whatever. And he's, like, ooh, 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 let me go talk to her. And it's, like, king. Do you not fear that you're going to get, like, your whole life ruined over this shit? Like, for multiple reasons? Yeah, I just think it was very not thought out. And they were just kind of like, we want this actress to show her titties. And we have to do something with Herman. So, like, let's have that, like, you know, that relationship worked in the first film. Let's, like, bring it back and have him be kind of, like, the comedic, like, relief of the film. Because... I, as much as I hate his character and I think he's fucking gross, he cracks my ass up every time he's on screen because he's just always doing something. There's one point where, like, pretty early on, he's, like, showing off his belt, but, like, the way he shows it off, he, like, thrusts his, like, fucking junk as he's doing it, and then he, like, shrugs, and it's like, I don't know, and, like, he just fucking, it kills me. I don't know, he must have just been, like, drinking or But you brought up that he was a fucking Oscar nom? Sure is. Like him, like him for just the movie as a whole was Oscar nominated. No, no, or no. Like he, specifically? he was nominated for best supporting actor for Bonnie and Clyde in like nineteen sixty. And I've seen Bonnie and Clyde, but I mean, he was. I he was. Uh, I haven't seen it, but he, I saw a clip of it, and he was like someone who like drives one of them around. Um, but he got nominated for for that role, yeah. And then that is actually this. fucking insane. I feel like, like he just went into this trying to have like a good time, and I think as an actor. I think the choices he made are really fucking fun and weird. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I'm, if you're going to give me like a creepy, lecherous predator in this way, at least I can like laugh at him and then enjoy his death instead of like being fucking fuming at like everything he's doing. It like made me uncomfortable and I hated the fucking sex scene because it was horrible to watch yes um but it wasn't in the way of like i felt like he was taking advantage of her or anything i just was like this is icky and i want yeah i mean if you want to get into like you know really get into it, it's like oh sure like because like in theory we're supposed to believe that she's younger probably she's not 17 that, they're all supposed to be 17 yeah so like yes he's taking advantage of her in the sense of like she's younger but but i get what you're saying where it's like they're not posing it as like he, I don't know how to phrase it without, like, sounding weird, but I know that you understand, and hopefully people listening understand as well. But, like, yeah, they're not posing as, like, he's this creep in the creep sense of, like, he's sneaking into her camp, like, her, her tent at yeah. night, and it's, she doesn't want it, or, like, it's not, like, like creepy, like, disturbing, like, rape scenes or anything. Like, clearly, yes, she's underage, and it's not right at all, but, like, she is reciprocating, like, she is presenting, like, yes, I want this, mm-hmm. whether she's of age or not to make the decision whole other conversation um but yeah he's completely playing this like dopey jackass and because this movie in no fucking capacity is to be meant to like taken seriously like yeah you can watch it and have this i have the same exact feeling of being like yeah gross ick like this guy is yucky but like i'm not like oh my god like yeah i'm not like fuming like fuck you guys for putting this in the movie like I, i i don't care yeah um that made me think of something else that I wanted to bring up and now I fucking lost it. Um, oh, well, to bring up another character that you brought up in talking about the movie, I have to bring up 
which is a character that, like, if anyone was going to spark hatred in me in this movie, it would be this bitch, is, I didn't write her fucking name down, but mm-hmm. there's a racist-ass fucking girl at the camp. She is a, um, one of the upper-class campers, and the first moment it happened, I literally, out loud, I was like, I, like, guffawed. I was like, what? Because we have our favorite Marcia, Marcia, um, is looking over at the group of, like, the lower-class campers when they're first, like, outside. Once again, not using the fucking set. They're like, you can't go inside. <laughs> um, and being interviewed by the news crew. And they've all introduced themselves. And there's one, Tony, and he's, like, the bad boy. I think he's, like, from New York City. He's no, he's from East L.A., right baby. Here. East L.A., you're right. It is L.A. But he's part of a gang. Um, and... Yeah, I was thinking West Side Story. I was thinking yes, New York. Um, but she looks over at him, and to this nasty bitch, who she apparently doesn't know yet is a nasty bitch, she's like, oh my god, like that guy's cute, talking about Tony. And this girl's immediate reaction is she like laughs, and she's like, he's Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, and then Marsha just kind of looks at her like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck? And it was like a weird thing where then at that early on, I was like, is it meant to be a joke? Like, is this movie, like, having a, a moment where it's, like, a poorly aged joke that I'm not getting? Because, like, what the fuck does it matter? It isn't until a little later when we see her at the camp that she, and she's, like, part of, because they break off into three groups, as you said. One with the cop, one with, uh, Harold, or, is Herman. Harold? The way we just, Herman. I hate that motherfucker, so I can't remember his name. Gross. Um, and Lily, and she's in Lily's group. And she's with, um, I think, Two of the black campers, at least one, the one that has like the boombox or whatever. No, she's is there. with um, it's one black camper, Bobby, who is white, and I think it's the Asian female. I think that's the. I think you might be right, but she's with she's with the one that has the the boombox, yes, right? Yes. Um, I don't remember what the fuck they get in a fight about, but she overtly oh, yeah. throws around the the N word. Yeah, she does. Like, and I'm pretty sure hard R. Oh, um, hard R. And then, you know, other, like, slurs and things that I will not repeat. Um, but to the point where I was, like, to in that point I was, like, okay. So they're overtly leaning into the fact that, like, there's no dance around this. Like, she is overtly, her character is a racist piece of shit. Yes. And we know she's going to die. So at least at that point, I, I guess I had, like, to, for lack of a better way of putting it, like, the relief of being, like, okay, so I guess this movie isn't, like, you know, just throwing in racist jokes but, it, but like, we're not supposed to perceive this character as, like, oh, a bad person because they're racist. But at that point when she was doing all that, and they were fucking leaning into it, which not saying that it's right at all, because I'm sure it was, once again, you know, written, made, blah, blah, all by, like, white people for the most part. Um, it's the same shit with, like, Quentin Tarantino being a little too loose-lipped with the fucking N-word all the time. Um, but it, at that point I was like, okay. Now we know she's going to die. I know that she's supposed to be a bad character, and she's going to get it. And she does. And she gets one of what I feel is one of the better deaths of the movie, given that we don't have, like, a whole lot of them. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, you know, applause-worthy, but, like, you know. It's Angela decent. tells her the fuck off, yeah. And she gets something a little different than what other people get. She, so she don't get the same stick. repeated formula. She doesn't get the stick, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's just yeah. like there were so many characters in this movie that, like, once again, like, it comes, even though, like, Angela, I don't really agree with her fucking shit either, like, it's so much easier to root for Angela. E- even, like, in, I feel like even in Sleepaway Camp 2, like, yes, I was also rooting for Angela because she's so fun and so silly, but I think there was, like, one or two characters maybe where I was like, I could get behind them, blah, blah, like, whatever the bitch was in the fucking second one that, like, Molly. was, like, the good girl. Molly. I liked Molly. Um, I feel like. I can't remember entirely. Um, but in this one, like, everybody, what? Yeah, Are we going to make fun of me again? No, I just wanted to interject. 
and uh, and comment on what you were saying before you move on to something else? Yeah, I was just gonna say that like everyone sucks ass. Oh, yeah. um, like all like fuck the cop. I don't care that he's there to avenge his son. He's a fucking cop. Mm-hmm. Literally like Hitler's favorite type beat. Like white blonde, probably fucking blue eyes from what I remember. Like go the fuck away. And then yeah, all the campers either because they're like the rich upper class campers who like are, like, snobs and, like, pieces of shit and, like, elitist, or you have the lower-class campers who are just, like, there to, like, vandalize and, like, cause mayhem and, like, also be assholes and, like, say nasty shit. And it's just, like, so everyone here is the worst. Like, everyone here is just nasty, and this has been an awful time. Yeah. I mean, none of them are really very redeeming. Even the one character who you think might be redeeming, Marcia, at the end is like, "Mm, I'm cheating on my boyfriend. Like, none of them are redeeming, but... Yeah, I, I, it cracked me up when you were like, not that I really support Angela. I'm like, what, her murders? You don't support her in murdering people? I feel like I don't <laughs> not support her murdering people. I think we talked about it in, in two as well. Is that like, we definitely had a whole conversation about it, I'm pretty sure. Where it's like, I support her killing like bullies and bigots and shit like that. But it's like also like she is like not sex positive. No. And like will simply kill, you know, people for like. So, the, so or, like, murder is fine. Shame, but sex shaming bad literally okay. fucking write it down put it on a t-shirt right. that is my motto that i want to bring to this podcast i feel like i have been bringing murder okay slut no shaming? sex no slut shaming absolutely a no-go and i i will murder you for slut shaming i love that well um, yeah i mean i think i thought the same thing about i believe her character name is cindy the racist female um because i mean i think also just in general in 80s films a lot of times they throw around slurs just for the yes. hell of it. I think they say the F word at one point as well. Um, I, they probably do. I honestly. mean, I just, you know, it's something that when it happens, I go, oh, immediately. Like, mm, I don't love that. But as it goes on, it, you do kind of understand of like, well, if this was a group of people who were actually put together in the 80s, they clearly have, you know, prejudiced opinions of each other. They are probably problematic in a lot of their viewpoints, and they're not going to be afraid to say it. So, of course, some of them are going to be racist. Some of them are going to be sexist. Some of them are going to be fucking creeps. Some of them are going to be classist and think and look down on the people who don't have as much money as them. Like, that all checks out. So I'm not offended that they chose to do any of those things because I do think in the context of the film, that is how the characters would act and would, like, talk to each other. But I will say... Because I often watch my, the kill count uh, before we record on if James A. Janice has done the film. Because, like, it's a good refresher. Even though I just watch it, like, it's a good refresher to see, like, the kills. And he always throws in, like, little fun facts here and there. And he had a little thing where he showed a clip. And not that this is something that I think would need to be stated. But I just want to say that the actress who played Cindy hated her character. And was, like, very uncomfortable saying all of those things. And she, like, has gone on to be, like, very adamant of, like, I was, like, so uncomfortable. I am, like, absolutely nothing like that girl. It was, like, very hard to be her. But, like, it was a job and I I needed the paycheck. So, like. I literally was thinking the other day, and it might have been because of this movie. I literally had this moment where I was, like, if I wasn't, like, an actress and I was trying to get work, no matter how established I was, I just, like, really feel like that – if I was offered a role and they were like, and in this role you have to, like, say the N-word with a hard or, 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 like, truly say, like, any, like, fucking horrid slur, even though, like, I know that, like, 
I'm sure that like nobody in real life would be like you're a racist piece of shit. It would be like, well, I was playing a role. It's acting. It's, it's still uncomfortable. I, mean, I would not. I just do like it. I don't know. Like I feel like I wouldn't be able to do it. Maybe that's because like I'm not built to be an actor. What the fuck ever. Um, but like I don't know. I would I would not be able to believably sell a performance. Not to like fucking put a halo over my head or anything. I'm a perfect <laughs> human being. I am not in these streets saying slurs. I can tell you that. But like. You know, in the sense of, like, I don't know, I would feel so uncomfortable that no matter if I was playing the worst person ever, like, my brain would kind of short-circuit, and it would take me out of it, and I'd be like, uh, yeah, I I don't want to say this thing. Yeah, Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, give her that that moment of, like, she's not like that, and she hated it, and I just wanted to make that known. I mean, you know, bars on the fucking floor, I mean, (laughs) for that one. (laughs) Guys, this white lady hated saying the (laughs) N-word. Yeah, good point. Lord have mercy. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, there isn't a whole lot, I feel like, pl- as we said, plot-wise, to unpack about this movie, because it is just kind of like, after we get out in, there, in the woods and we're not going back to camp, it is just kind of like, truly, I can't, we cannot make it up, like, minute by minute, like, systematically, like, clockwork, she kills all the people in her camp, then she goes to the next camp, of the, or little, you know, wherever they've set up, and it's like, oh, like, so-and-so, like, told me to come switch with someone from your camp, so then she can then kill that person, Mm -hmm. and then integrate into the next camp to kill all of them, and that's when it gets to the point where it's like, so it doesn't feel like she's trying to make it work at this point. It feels like it gets to, like, very early on where she's like, she's just decided she wants to kill everybody, and she's just trying to find the opportunity to do it, because when she gets these other camps, especially, like, there is no moments it feels like you see her, like, trying to get along with people, really, or making any distinct effort to be like, I'm at camp and I'm having fun. It's kind of just like, how do I get this person alone to kill them? I feel like the only moment where I feel like she's being herself and, like, trying to have a genuine moment is with Bobby when they're fishing. And then, of course, he takes that as, like, well, you want to fuck me then. And she's like, mm, yeah. no, I don't, actually. Fuck you. And even then, though, I mean, it's because she's such a razor-sharp, like, killer instinct at this point. She's so, you she, know. Oh, she turns it on instantly in that moment. It, no, instantly. Like, there's no hesitation. There's not even, like, a moment of her, like, you know, looking off to the side and having, like, a, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, instantly she's like, no, but we can do it later. Meet me at the camp. Yeah. Which kind of, it feels like a callback to, like, the first sleepaway camp when she's like, meet me at the water tonight. And then, obviously, it's the iconic, for, you know, better or worse, ending. Um, But, yeah, it it is just, like, not a whole lot to unpack beyond that. Um, So I think it would be good now to move into what everybody's dying to get to anyways, which is the cue and slay. Amazing. I love, I love it, it. The warm embrace of the cue and slay. Um, who wants to start? I'll start. Why the hell not? Um, what is your favorite line from this film? My favorite line? Um, there was a, a, I feel like not as many as I loved from like Sleepaway Camp 2. She got that like Freddy Krueger one-liner shit going on. Yeah, she has zingers for sure. Um, but one that I really liked to bring it all back to the titties because you know I love them, is after she kills, once again, couldn't tell you this fucking camper's name. She kills the camper that, um, Herman, right? Mm-hmm. The way that I literally were talking about him and I can't remember the name, this is why you guys can't judge me. I have a rat brain. She literal does. rat brain. It's true. Um, it's fine. Uh, I have other lovable components about me. Um, but she kills her, mm-hmm. and of course she's got great bazoombas, baby. She's got great tits. Um, she says, uh, Angela says, 
It's a good thing you're dead, because in a couple of years, your breasts would have been sagging something terrible. <laughs> I also Which just, I was just like... I don't think that that's true, because they were, like, real fucking perky. That shit would have stayed like that. There's no well, way. Yeah, of her saying in a couple years. Uh, maybe when she's, like, fucking 80. Maybe. Even then, I feel like they'd still perky. be pretty decent. I mean, especially, uh, in theory, I guess, like, if they happened to be implants. Oh, yeah. Those are good for a long time, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, that's so funny. She really did her service. <laughs> I know. End. I literally was like, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, I hope somebody kills me before my tits sag. <laughs> wow. I want to go out on top. <laughs> good line. Amazing. I love Angela. Oh, um, I have two because I had to throw in an Angela line. So I'll start with that one, um, which was just after she killed Bobby, or at, I'm sorry, right before she kills Bobby, the last thing she says to him is, thank God there'll be one less idiot in politics. Which I really enjoyed, yes. um, especially because he had a very like Trump type aesthetic, which I was like, ugh, disgusting. Um, but my favorite line, I am obsessed with this line. It's not gonna sound that funny, but I promise you, in the context of the film, it's fucking hilarious because I loved it the first time I watched this film, and then I was like so ready to hear it again, and I was like hyping it up in my head, and I was like, it's not gonna be as funny, and then it happened, and I cackled, and I rewound it. And I watched it again, and I cackled again. And it's right at the end. Tony and Marcia are the only survivors. And they are in the back of a cop car, and they're just kind of, like, trying to decompress. And he's, like, asking her if she's okay. And he hugs her, and he so genuinely says, oh, I love you so much, babe. And then says, I'll move to Ohio. We can be together forever, get married and I just scream laugh at him saying, I love you so much, babe, because you've known this fucking girl for two and a half days. And he says mm. it was so much like purity and like genuine like affection. It's so fucking funny. It kills me every time. They have I, trauma bonds, girl. I promise the trauma you. brought them together so quick. That shit is so fucking funny to me. I love it. The poor guy. She had a boyfriend. He was gonna, yeah, and that's what he was gonna saying, change his like whole life for her. That's the kicker of the scene. Like, yes, he's doing a lot. He's doing the most, and it's, like, too much. But the kicker is that, like, this, yeah, the, the goody-two-shoes girl who's, like, really into him is, like, kind of playing, like, really sweet mm-hmm. and innocent. And she's, like, oh, well, this whole time, like, I have a boyfriend back home. But does, and then you have to, there's a minute where you're, like, but is she going to be, like, but he sucks, and I'm going to leave him No, she was, you. like, no, but I'll cheat she's on like, him with you. No, literally. And it's, like, all right. Interesting. Yeah, I just, like. I feel like, I mean, I think that whole thing is that, like, she's very much painted as, like, the final girl the whole time of, like, she's the innocent, moral one, and that's why Angela lets her live. But then, like, surprise, surprise, she's actually just as bad as everybody else. But, love you so much, babe. It fucking kills me. Damn. Oh, I love it. That's a, that's a big L for that guy. Oh, okay. um, all right. What's your favorite kill of the movie? All right. I do also know from James A. Janice's shout-out that a lot of the kills, um, were severely cut back after like they shot them with a lot more gore but because they wanted an R rating and you know how the MPAA is they had to cut back a lot of it so like most of the kills were originally shot with like a lot more visual effects um and Uh then unfortunately you don't really get anything all the kills are like off screen or just like the fucking face of someone like screaming which is unfortunate but my favorite kill is Lily because mm, of a yeah. few reasons. Um, she is 
um, blindfolded and tied her hands tied behind her back in a trust exercise by Angela to go back to the camp. And she takes her to the back of the kitchen where she buries the trash because she hates the environment and is lazy. Um, and so Angela like pushes her in a trust fall uh, into the garbage bags on the earth, which in general is funny because this woman will not fucking stop making them do trust exercises. Um, and then this woman just squirms around in the trash bags, zero energy in her body to be able to get herself out. It is incredible. The like lack of energy and lack of muscle that she has is honestly impressive. And then Angela just starts. Well, are her arms tied behind her back? Yeah, but still, girl. She was just flopping around like a dead little fish in there. She had nothing. She is, but imagine your arms are tied behind your back. You're in trash bags that are probably like sunk you can even roll. deeper than you can see. You can roll, but she's sunk into them. So you're just going to roll into the side of another bag. I don't know. And you I, can't see. You're disoriented. I'm pretty sure she could have tried a little bit harder, but. It's, I don't know. I'm going to come to bat for my girl, Lily. Okay. Like, okay. Well, that's part A. Um, and then Angela, so I think she sings. Is she singing Happy Camper while she does it? She's doing something. She's singing. Yeah, she's, she's doing singing something. something yeah. And she's like very slowly burying her alive. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, we get that classic, like, Motel Hell image of her fully buried with just her head sticking out, and you think, okay, she's gonna leave her here in the earth to, like, die at some, like, dehydration, starvation, whatever. (laughs) No, 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 Angela is gonna go grab that lawnmower and fucking put it straight down on her head, and even though you don't see anything, you do see her decapitated body later on, which is nice, um, Mm -hmm. like, just the idea of it is effective enough for me to be like hell yeah that's a great fucking kill i mean i know they do it in like the crazies um with timothy oliphant and ding 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 bingo board um yes and like it's really fucking terrifying and disgusting in that um but you know sleepaway camp three walked so crazies could run now i'm thinking about timmy again Ah! Uh, he, the way he makes me fucking blush and kick my motherfucking feet. <laughs> oh my god, I love him. Anyways, um, my favorite was also Lily. Okay. Um, but, you know, in the spirit of not repeating the same thing, the one I had originally had, before we even got to that in the movie, is I actually really thought it was funny, the opening kill of the movie, um, with Milkshake Titties Queen. Yeah. Um, because first of all, her, her character is so bizarre with, you know all the shit and like her whole bit when she wakes up in the morning she's like three or four times she's like she wakes up at me and she's like i'm going to camp <laughs> and she's yelling throughout the house to parents you can't see she's like mom did you hear me i'm going to camp and then her mom's like rah, 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 and she's like yeah today's the day i'm going to camp and you're just like kind of saw she's going to camp like <laughs> but then she's out in the streets and then yeah as you had said er- earlier it just this bizarre ass kill to open the movie with because once again you're opening it up, and you're not at camp. Right. Like, which I feel like all the other movies have never really done, like, an outside of the summer camp kill. Like. Yeah. Even the be- the, the beginning of Sleepaway Camp, where the dad dies, like, they're in a lake at a camp. Right. Um, so, it is just so bizarre, because they're in, like, a well-lit, I think, like, New York City or some city street. Um, like, middle of the day, there are motherfuckers, like, out and about. Huge, like, yeah, garbage truck type truck or whatever comes after her, like, barreling after her up on the sidewalk, and you're just like, did I miss something? Like, what is going on? Corners her in a fucking alley, and then, like, doesn't stop. It's not like, oh, it parks, traps her in there, and then, like, someone gets out and kills her. Like, no. 
full dummy body, like, like, runs right through her. And it's all to set up that Angela, like, needed a cover to come to camp in this dusty, musty-ass wig. Like, and it was just so... Even though Sleepaway Camp, the series, obviously is, like, bizarre and, like, random shit happens and a lot of it doesn't make sense at the time. Like, this to me was, like, a moment where I was like, this really doesn't fucking make sense or fit in here. Like, why are we mowing someone down with a garbage truck in a city street to open up a Sleepaway Camp film? Like, it was so fucking weird that I was like, I have to respect it, I guess. Like, you you went outside of the box because I did not have any inkling at all that you were going to go that way. Yeah, I mean, it starts the film off in, like, fucking, um, at, like, at a 60 miles per hour. Like, we're just going. We're, like, you know, there's no buildup. We're fucking in it, and we're going. Um, she also puts her body in the trash compactor, which is always fun. Yes. And then when the truck drives away, you get that fucking graffiti that says, Angela is back, which oh, yeah. killed me. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, so it's a good dumb. one. I also really like Bobby's death because he gets his arms ripped off. Very, like, uh, you know, drawn and quartered type situation. That's fun. Yes, and we talked about the racist bitch. She also has a blindfold, hands tied behind her back situation. Angela then, like, while she's talking her and distracting her, like, hooks her up to, like, a flagpole situation, and then you can't see. All you see is Angela, and she's, like, hiking her up higher and higher. And she's, like, telling her, like, she's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Like, my dad's a lawyer, blah, blah. And she's like, well, like, you're a racist ass, like, bigot bitch, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's a whole thing. And then literally she's like, let's go to the rope and this girl's tied up so she can't like use her hands not that that would really help or anything to break her fall and just splat yeah, right into the pavement and it's real quick and then angel kind of just was like okay and like walks away yeah so we're not selling it that there's nothing good in this movie and to be fair like even the stick death it's dumb and it's stupid and i wish it was something better but to a degree also like it is funny because it's so bad yeah and i do think that like it starts off with like mostly stick deaths and then I do think it gets they get progressively more creative and like disturbing as yeah. it goes and I also think that the, the moment when she kills the cop because she has the gun that the camper who always has the boom box um brought with him right. she has a behind her back and he's like asking like what do you have back there this or that or this and she goes a gun and it's very that vine of a knife no and it, like I know kills me and then she just fucking shoots him it comes out of nowhere. I was like, wow, we're really just going to do it. Oh, okay. And it, that one specifically also felt like a callback to even Sleepaway Camp 2, um, which I think it was the one that I said was my favorite line, possibly, from Sleepaway Camp 2, in which she's taking the one, because there's a whole thing with the Sleepaway Camp 2, where it's like, oh, the campers got sent home early yeah. when she kills them, and she's driving the one girl in the car, and she's reaching in the back seat, and she's, like, pissed off at Angela. She's like, what are you doing back there, like, getting a gun? She's like, no, a drill, yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. kills her. Um, she's very mad at fact. Yes. She doesn't beat her on the fucking bush. No. Um, but yeah. Um, so who would be your partner in crime? All right. Before I say who I, I picked, I'm going to say this. I originally was going to pick Lily. Okay. Because at first I was like, she's a dumbass, but whatever. And there's a part when Angela shows up to their camp trying to get in. It's like, oh, they sent me here. Lily is, like, learning everyone's, like, fucking, like, you know, horoscope oh, type yeah. shit. And she's asking everyone their favorite movie. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this woman. But. What turned me off from her, and immediately I was like, never mind, was the scene in which racist girl is, like, saying the most vulgar shit imaginable, like, and then, of course, the person she's saying them to is, like, retaliating and is, like, what the fuck, and, like, getting up in her space, and then immediately Lily is just, like, against him. 
Yeah. Like, doesn't have a word to say about the shit that she was saying while she was saying it, after she says it. And it's just like, and of course it doesn't help that, like, he's one of the, like, part of the lower class Mm -hmm. group. So it's like, you know, this lower class black kid is, you know, getting in trouble when this upper class white bitch is, like, literally calling him the N-word. In front of everyone. Like, no shame. It's not behind closed doors. She's outwardly just saying it. And at that point, I was like, Lily, bitch, it's one thing to be lazy, you know, and sit on your ass. It's another thing to, like, literally, like, say nothing about that. And I know it's a movie, but I was like, bitch, fuck you. Um, Yeah. So, even though, like, I – he does nothing for me, it's more of the concept. I picked Tony. Of course. Of course. Come on. If you guys have been listening for even one episode beyond this, you should know who I was going to pick. I picked Tony, the cute bad boy, because, like, I'm a sucker. this guy specifically like this actor like didn't really do anything for me um but the idea of like oh yeah you know the troubled bad boy that like kind of doesn't want anything to do with anyone but then like secretly he likes you and then he's obsessed with you and then wants to run to ohio with you and get married that would freak me the fuck out i'd be like let's relax a little bit um unless maybe i was from ohio and then i might be so fucking bored that i would be like fine i'll do anything But that's who I picked for my partner in crime. Yeah, we uh, spend too much time together because not only did I also pick Tony, but we have, like, word for word the same reasoning for picking Tony. (laughs) I wrote Tony because he's a bad boy who needs a reason to change, and I could be that reason. Um, I can fix him! Yeah, and also he already has a thing for redheads, so... (laughs) Clearly, so that works you for me. me. Um, yeah. I have no hair to go on at all. I so. mean, all the characters are pretty despicable, and not that Tony is like a shining fucking star, but he does ask consent if he can kiss her, which I love. Yes, he does. And yes. for the most part, like he seems pretty chill. He seems like the kind of guy who has just had a bad, you know, start to life. Maybe not had the most advantages that he could possibly have and he's been put in situations where he because he, he makes it clear that like he's in a gang but he really doesn't want to be in the gang so like yeah his situation is bad but he is not bad so Correct. he's kind of the only real choice so yeah tony for the win baby yeah. tony for we'll have the to fight win. for him Ugh. all right so now it's time to get into the og questions the first ever sleepaway camp related Whoa. og q and slay questions i know big day for us y'all <laughs> um so I guess uh, we'll go first, mm-hmm. unless you feel very excited to go first. No. <laughs> um, so my OG question, hopefully it's not the same question. I know. I only have one, and it's not the most creative, so I was like, if Anya has the I same know. question as me, <laughs> we're going to have to fucking scramble for something else. Well, we'll now see. I'm like, do you want to go first? And no, I'm just pulling no, it out of my ahead. ass? Okay. Let's see. My question was, if you were at summer camp, and you were a killer counselor slash camper, whatever the fuck you want to be in this scenario, okay. what is something that another camper member, counselor, somebody else at summer camp could do that would push you to take their life. So at this point in the scenario, like, you're, you're, no, literally, in this scenario, like, you're okay with killing, like, you are a kill, you are on Angela status, but, like, obviously Angela has, like, her rules and her things that if you cross, you're fucking dead in the water. What is something for you, if you were at summer camp, that someone could do that you'd be like, and now it's your time to die? I have a few things um, immediately come Damn, to head. She's, she was already laundry listing <laughs> well, this shit. I'm not the kind of person who would ever fucking go to summer camp because I do not like the outdoors mm. and I like to be home. Um, yes. I mean, aside from, like, the obvious things of, like, someone being problematic and, like, sexually aggressive or anything like that, because yes. those are, just, I think, without saying, like, yeah, I would yes. want to kill you. Um, I have two. I would okay. say 
someone stole my dessert in the cafeteria. In the mess hall? Yeah, dead. You give me back my pudding. Um, Or I was forced into a team sport because I don't fucking play sports. And if you make me play sports, I will kill you. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I can respect those answers. Do not make me play basketball because it will not happen and you will be dead. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would, that's that's what would push me. What about you? I think I think being forced to play basketball would make any any one of us break. Um, I guess mine would be. I guess I'll go with two as well. Um, my less exciting one would be like if if somebody. This is like so like minuscule, but like if someone pushed me into the lake. Oh yeah. Like if I was standing on the dock and I was like not prepared or ready to go in because just in general, not that I'm afraid of swimming or anything. Like I can swim. I have swum swum. Whatever the fuck the past. Swam. Don't even start. Don't even fucking start. I'm so Ooh, fucking... we're starting season off three. Good. I am stupid. What is not getting through to you guys? I'm fucking dumb. Anyways. Um, and I swam, good Christ on a cross, in pools and, you know, lakes and shit like that. But as I've gotten older, I feel like we might have talked about this probably on our way back when on our fucking Jaws mini-sode. Mm. I feel like as I've gotten older, I, my brain is, like, more conscious of, like, things in, like, open water, like, being below me in the dark and I don't know what they are. So, like, I don't even know if now I would really go into, like, a lake or anything. And also mm-hmm. there's that sense of, like, oh, my God, like, some, like, flesh-eating amoeba is going to, like, crawl into my yeah, fucking no. cooch and, like, fucking kill me or some shit. No. Um... So, yeah, there would be a low probability that I'd probably be swimming in the lake as it is. I feel like the only reason it would get me in a lake now is I was on a boat and we went tubing, where then it's just kind of like my ass in the water, in a tube. Um, I'm not, like, swimming actively. Anyways, getting off topic. If someone pushed me in the water, Absolutely. like, ha you're done. Count your fucking numbers. Last minute's on earth, girl. Like, I'm taking you out. But more so than that, if we were at, like, the bonfire at night, and we were, like, s'moresing it up, doing, like, ghost stories at the campfire, like, the pinnacle of, like, camp behavior that I am here for, and a motherfucker, I don't care if anyone got scared and, like, was like, I'm too scared, I have to go back to my cabin, that's fine, if a motherfucker was, like, there, like, bringing down the vibe, like, oh, this is so fucking stupid, like, blah, blah, like, truly killing the scary story buzz, bitch, your life is gonna become a scary story in about two seconds. I love I'm that. killing you. So those would be my um, my deal breakers at camp if I was a killer counselor. Alright, take notes people if we ever go to camp with you. We've laid it out for you. It's pretty simple. I think it's pretty easy to follow rules. Yeah, don't steal. So. Don't push. Don't kill the vibe. Don't make me play sport. Yeah. Don't peer pressure. Yeah. Amazing. Good. We did not have the same question. <laughs> Thank God. Great. Um... It would have been very specific if I had had that same question. Um, okay, well, my question is, so, well, I want to preface it by saying that there was originally supposed to be a fourth film in the series um, that never actually got made. It had, like, pre-production, and I think they maybe shot a little bit. There's, like, a... Like, in the series with Pamela Springsteen? Yes. Because there is a fourth Sleepaway Camp. Yes, so, no, there, there was originally yeah. a fourth film that was going to come directly after Teenage Wasteland, because in my box set there is a little disc that says like the un- like unseen footage from Sleepaway Camp Four, and I have not watched it. But oh my god, you have to watch. Well, I'll- pre when we- next season we do Sleepaway Camp Four, you have to watch the unseen footage. Yes, of course. Um, so there was originally supposed to be another um, film that didn't happen, and then yes, there has been a fourth one made called Return to Sleepaway Camp with the original director and Felissa Rose reprising her role as Angela, um, which I believe takes 
place directly after the original film and kind of forgets the second and third ones. So basically there has not been anything beyond Sleepaway Camp 3 in terms of Pamela Springsteen's version of Angela. So at the end of the film, I also want to mention one of my favorite sight gags of the whole series, which I will be remiss to not mention, is the very end, she is in the ambulance with a paramedic and a police officer, and she's unconscious, and they're debating if they should just kill her because, like, she's a, she's a maniac, she's killed other people, like, we're just doing it for society, we should just kill her. And as they're contemplating it, fucking Pamela Springsteen honestly deserves a fucking Oscar. She opens one eye to look up at a syringe on the side of the like, ambulance, and she does it three times, and every time, that shit had me fucking rolling because she's just, like, very casually, she's, like, open one eye, like, real creepy and, like, shutting it again so they don't catch her. <laughs> it's incredible comedic work, and I love her. Um, but she kills those two men, and then she has one of her fucking little lines, and then the film ends. So let's presume Angela survives. She escapes. She gets out. We're living in 2022. What's she up to? What happened to her? What'd she do? What do you think? Wow, you're really going to make me do the fucking character work on this one. Um, okay, so Angela's out of jail. She she, she escaped from the ambulance. Oh, so she's been living on the run this whole time, so, or doing whatever. Um, and it's yeah. Let's presume she has not been caught. We're living in 2022. What do you think she's been doing, or she is currently doing? Um, I think she gave up her life of crime. Do you think she continued her life of crime? I think honestly, after years gone by, and then especially presumably if she's living in this universe, she went through the pandemic and the lockdown with all of us, and she had a lot of time, like fully by herself. If she, on top of what she probably already had, to like reflect, couldn't go anywhere, whatever. I feel like maybe she's reflected, and she's, you know, I don't think she's ever gonna work that summer camp bug out of her system. I just think it's in her forever. I feel that like she's had, she's really out of the gears and the time to like you know, reflect also possibly on her, like, trauma from Sleepaway Camp 1 Mm -hmm. and all the stuff with her aunt and, you know, come to terms with, like, her identity and, like, what the idea of summer camp, like, means to her and why it means so much and why she holds these values and principles and, like, you know, maybe weighing which ones, whatever. And I feel like the conclusion would be that, like, and she's nefarious, so it wouldn't really matter, like, how, you know, she would change the identity, her name, you know, put on another wig, fucking get the money somehow, some way, however she needs to. I feel like she would, whether it be opening up the same location again, or another location, or buying someplace out, she would open up her own summer camp, and we would then finally have Angela in the position I feel like she always wanted, especially in Sleepaway Camp 2, eventually, which is to be, like, head counselor, and not really even head counselor, owner of the camp and I feel like it would be in Angela's own way with good intentions to you know pass on this you know this love of camp she has and like what it means to her and blah blah blah. I do feel though that like you know so much time away you know in theory might have done her well but I feel like it would just kind of like not really I think it would just kind of like make her forget like I guess, like, how unhinged she is, and la- and even beyond that, because she wouldn't really think she's unhinged, but more so that, like, people are never going to meet her standards fully. Even people that, like, are good people, mm-hmm. like, everyone is human, and everyone makes mistakes, and people do like to have sex consensually, and people do like to, you know, smoke some weed and such, uh, and drink some beers, and there's nothing wrong with that, um, unless you're Angela. So I do feel like it would just 
come back again. And she would kill again. To murder. And I do think this final time, because she's older in her age, and, like, it's much harder to hide as the owner of the camp than it is as, like, one of many counselors or one of many, you know, campers. She would get caught and finally be brought to justice if she was not, you know, if there wasn't a final girl already in the mix at said camp that took her out once and for all. Wow, that was... A very fleshed out answer for having absolutely no prep time. You can tell you take improv. Um, (laughs) And you're really giving her the benefit of the doubt that you think that she could go like 30 plus years of just innocence and then, and like reflect and like innocence, but I feel like she's not overtly going to summer camp. I feel like she might be Patrick Batemaning some motherfuckers and like killing them in the alley at night. But like she's keeping a low pro. Yeah, and she's growing as an individual wow that's really beautiful thank you what about you do you have a different view of i have her? a very different view of, of angela oh, because I can't because angela clearly shows no remorse ever in anything that she does she firmly believes that what she's doing is just and moral and correct i for me i don't really see her having unless something like crazy happened that like completely changed her perspective i don't see her really understanding what she has done because I think it's probably in her psychology that like maybe she's a psychopath maybe she just doesn't have that like capacity for empathy um who knows but I imagine that even though she loves summer camp in my version she knows that she can't do camp anymore because she's too infamous she will get caught even though she doesn't think she's doing anything really wrong she still has self-preservation so she has to kind of like take a step back from that, reform her identity as somebody else, and move on to another job. So what I imagine her doing, because she does love like groups and specifically being around like other women and like having camaraderie and like sisterhood, and that's what she seeked from camp. I imagine that she yeah. would end up being the headmistress of an all-girls boarding school. where she comes across as the, like, really strict, like, silly, weird headmistress that everyone makes fun of. But, like, when she gets you in her office, shit goes down, and you will get your ass beat and or worse. And then she'll be like, well, they got expelled. And that would be that. That's actually brilliant because, yeah, she is very much like, oh, yeah, she would thrive in that setting because it is very much like – you have to be, like, the stickler for the rules and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, she – no. I think you hit the nail on the head yeah. with that one. And, like, and I also it, think it, boarding schools are, like, usually very privately funded. So I feel like you can get away with a lot more in – because I feel like from all the true crime I listen to, like, so many stories happen from, like, private institutes where, like, people are not being checked up on frequently because they're like, oh, it's it's really fancy, like, school. I trust them. I'm just going to send my yeah. kids and, like, give them all my money and – not, not so much. That's what I imagine. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think especially with a boarding school, I, it gives me a boarding school energy more even beyond like private school. Because private, if it was just private school, like I feel like parents for a lot of times for those are almost like helicopter parents. Whereas like boarding school gives me like yes, I have money vibes and like I want my child to be the best and the best education, but also I don't care about them enough to like be involved in their life. So I'm okay with like fully, like, shipping them away and having somebody else fully take care of them for pretty much the entire year while they're getting an education. I only want to see them, like, the three months of the summer and then probably even then, like, have a nanny look at them or whatever the fuck. Um, So, yeah. 
that tracks completely. I, yeah. I also very much see that. And it would be a good spinoff for her, you know, Pamela Springsteen, if down the line, I don't yeah. know what the fuck she's up to now. If she wants to reprise this version of Angela, well, you know, Felicia keeps the other one. Um, yeah, because, I mean, also, like, you kind of did everything you can do with, like, camp deaths at this point. So, like, switch it up. At least with her character, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Like, her doing, like, the zany Freddy Krueger one-liners at summer camp. Clearly by fucking, you know, number three. We're that done. was already, yeah. like, worn out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I see her. I'd love that one day to, you know, if someone wants me to make that movie, give her a call. She can reach out to me. We can work on it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, I guess to wrap things up, now that we've talked, talked and talked about Sleepaway Camp 3 colon Teenage Wasteland, mm-hmm. it's time for us to declare where we rank it on our flawless rating system. Flawless. <laughs> it's flawless. There's no need for improvement. Yeah. Alex, what are you giving this movie? I give this little film a uh, two and a half. He is playing football he is high off his ass he is a dumb drug stoner bro because a three i feel like is usually my like this was a good movie and i originally gave yeah. this movie a three stars but after rewatching it it is glaring how little plot there is you can tell that the production was very quick the characters don't have much depth the kills were severely cut so like two and a half because i really have a fun time with it but yeah. i also recognize its flaws I feel similarly, but I will say it's one of those things where it's like, but why would I ever watch, even taking Sleepaway Camp out of the situation, like the OG, why would I ever watch this when I can watch Sleepaway Camp 2? Yeah, absolutely. Which is, because it feels like, like literally a direct continuation, as I said, it's just like, so it's not even like it's doing something so wholly different, but like, it's not as good. Like, no, it's doing the same exact thing, but just like, not as good as all. So I'm going to give this straight stoner, bro, because like, yeah, I didn't hate it. I wasn't miserable watching it. It's literally like 78 minutes or some shit. It's so easy to watch. But yeah, I I can't foresee myself seeking this out. I can see myself watching Sleepaway Camp 2 again, you know, a few times. This one, I wouldn't, you know, have a fucking fit if I had to watch it again, but I'm not going to seek it out anytime soon. This so. is the kind of movie I would love to show some, like one of my friends who doesn't watch a lot of horror and I would like do the whole fucking three film series and watch it again. Yeah. But it's not something I think I would ever just be like, I want to watch something. I'm going to put on Sleepaway Camp 3 Teenage Wasteland. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's never going to be like, you know, a craving to watch this. Um, so it's not a huge recommend, but you know, if you're a completionist, um for the sleepaway camp series i don't think it's going to be the worst thing you've ever done or if you just like silly shit i mean i think it is silly it's still silly just like sleepaway camp 2 easy to watch so well i'm not going to overtly you know stand on the soapbox and tell you you have to go see this movie i'm not going to also like strongly deter you from seeing it either yeah all right well (sighs) that's it our first episode of the new season baby I know. Off to a strong start with me proving time and time again that I'm a fucking dumb piece of shit. I'm going to count how many names this season you get wrong. What was it, two this episode? It was Marcia and there was another one, wasn't there? Was there? Well, I'm pretty sure earlier you said Felicia and her name is Felissa. (laughs) I can't Oh, yeah, you called Herman, um, like, Harold. There's also another one, though. There was definitely another thing that I mispronounced. So it's at least four. We're, we're going on four this already. Is incredible. 
We're not even one episode deep for mispronunciations. It's only going to get worse. I love you for that. And I love you for accepting me for the dumbass that I am. Um, nothing going on upstairs. Nobody's home. Lights are out. Um, or rather, lights are on. Nobody's fucking home. Um, yeah. So that concludes episode Oh, God, it's 25. That's math. She can do math, folks. I can do math, and that's all I have. And it's only basic edition I can do. Um, Episode 25, but episode one of season three. Um, That's a a milestone. I know. Just every every other season, um, we will have your full basic 12 episodes for season three. We will also have, you know, a smattering of fun mini-sodes. and we will have, of course, a handful of lovely guests to be joining us. I'm sure um, some of our favorite returning guests, um, and I'm sure some new guests as well. And you can trust and believe we will only bring on the best for our audience. I mean, because it's people that we can stand talking to. We would never bring on anyone else. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, whether you are new to the podcast at, you know, Sleepaway Camp 3 in Season 3, <laughs> or you've been here for a minute. Uh, we appreciate all listens. Um, and, as always, keep it creepy. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hi, creeps, and thank you for listening to another episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We would not be able to make this podcast go completely on our own, and we have some folks that we would love to thank. Um, First and foremost, if you've noticed, we have amazing new artwork, and we have to thank our friend Raymond Lowell, who commissioned it for us. Uh, You can follow him on Instagram and see all his other amazing art at rblowell. Who else, Alex? Uh, We would love to thank, yet again, for another season, our lovely friend Nathan Graham who made our beautiful introduction music um, and he sings the Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Um, you can follow him at yes. instant underscore grams like his name um, and you can also check out his podcast with our other friend Jonah uh, called The Commonwealth. Yes, all good spooky content. Yes. And of course, if you can't get enough of us, we're on social media too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror, on Twitter at Girls Who Cried BH, and if you really want to write us a whole novella, baby, you can send us an email at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror at gmail.com. We always want to hear your thoughts and opinions and your insight. Uh, and if you want to follow us individually on social media, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, I am at G Way Forever. That is G E E W A Y number four and then ever on Instagram at agarity15 on Twitter and uh, Anya Garrity on Letterboxd if you really want my uh, my film insight. Alex? Yeah, and if you want to check out the uh, three tweets and Instagram posts I do a year, you can check me out uh, yeah. at Alex Branley because I'm very basic on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd. It's all the same. I'm just Alex Branley. <laughs> she makes it easy for you, folks. Yeah. She makes it easy for you. Um, that's what we have for now, so we'll see you creeps next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. The girls who cried me horror